This is Health Yeah, your weekly update on what's going on in the health, wellness, and medical world with Monica Robbins. Hey everyone, I'm Monica Robbins, and thank you for tuning into Health Yeah, your prescription for clear, concise medical health and wellness information. This episode is part one of a three-part series on gender affirmation surgery, specifically phalloplasty, which is creating a penis, typically using skin from the patient's arm. In part one, I introduce you to the patient, Bobby Hillier of Toledo. He began his transition at 18, five years ago, and since then has been waiting for the day he'd be able to, quote, make himself whole in his view. This interview is his backstory, and the subsequent podcasts are with his doctors. He was thrilled to find out two hours east on the Turnpike, University Hospital's Cleveland Medical Center started a gender affirmation surgery center. At what age were you aware that I'm in the wrong body? Uh, I, my first known memory of even simple gender in, you know, incompatibility, more or less, is um, when I was of such young age of like four or five years old, when my, I was raised with my two younger brothers. Uh, I remember they would uh, pee together, you know, and I couldn't pee standing up and I would always be really jealous of that. So I would like, uh, try to get myself to try to pee standing up and it was stuff like that that was just like little things that I would try to do that I was just like I would definitely say envious of my brothers especially being the oldest that was awful I'm supposed to be the best one and I'm not supposed to be envious to those little ones with this that makes no sense that's not right so you know I remember them wearing uh, my aunt's wedding my aunt and uncle's wedding I think uh, five or six my brother's got a like a little tuxedo it was so cute. He was like a year and a half. It was adorable. I wanted one too, though. And I hated it. I had to be the flower girl. And stuff like that, little things just growing up. I just wanted trucks, not dolls. I wanted more. I was, I was always wanted more masculine things versus what I was raised with, what was given to me. Was your mindset also far more masculine than feminine? I've always had the body language. <clears throat> I've never been feminine. I've never acted it. I've always, I was, I was a tomboy growing up was what, you know, my family called me always straight tomboy, nothing girly. You know, my, I would get princess dresses for uh, like, you know, the dress up stuff that I go sit in my puddle in the princess dress. Like, you know, my mom would tell you, my mom could tell you stories just me being, I was always a tomboy and you know, I've never been a feminine. I was never a feminine person, nothing about me. I never liked anything with it. It just wasn't my thing being pretty. I didn't really want to be pretty. I didn't have any dreams of wanting to get married, have a pretty wedding, or have a baby inside of me, ever. Um, <laughs> I never had any of those dreams. I wanted to be a dad and a husband. I had dreams of that when I was a kid. I remember I, I, I want to be a father. I want to father children. I want to be that dad because, you know, I have that dad. I've always felt like I had the dad. I was always the dad of the group. I don't know how that worked. I wasn't even, you know, it, was, it didn't work at all back then, but I was always the dad of the group. That's just who I was. And that's just my nature. I've just been a fatherly and nurturing, but not in a motherly way. It's, you, it's like, you know, the differences between motherly and fatherly nurturing. And I've never had a motherly nurturing ever. I never wanted anything to do with that. So when did you, when, when was it that you decided, you know what, I'm going to begin transition? Uh, I think uh, physically, actually, like, so socially transitioning, I started coming out to my friends because 
I think I had talked about wanting my breasts removed since I was 14. I didn't like them. They just weren't right. They were just not in the right spot. Whatever this, these were, I didn't like them. And, and that wasn't even necessarily, I didn't even know that that was related to this then because I was younger. So I started telling my friends that I preferred Bobby over what I was, my old name when I was like 16, 17. And um, I came out to my family and started transitioning on hormones when I was about 18. Right. When I got out my, a month after my birthday, I took my first shot. How, how old are you now? Uh, 23. When was it that you decided, you know what, I want to take this the next step? When I like, okay, so I have been married since I was 18. Uh, I have a six-year-old daughter. Um, she is my wife's from her previous relationship. I've been raising her since she was six months old. She is my entire life. She's at school right now or she would be right here. I wouldn't be able to help that. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to participate in my marriage in ways that I am held back right now. And it really does deteriorate me in ways because how much I like, I, I, that's who I am. You know, it's the fact that my body is holding me back from things that I should be able to do at this point, you know, you would think. And I did, I've just, after wanting it for so long, I'm going to pursue it to make myself finally, you know, feel whole. So the interesting thing about um, phalloplasty is that you have options. You know, there are different levels you can go. Have you, have you thought through those options and decided yet where you're going to go? Or are you just going to go one step at a time? I have done research upon research and articles for the last probably five to 10 years of my life. And that's a lot. I've been interested in phalloplasty since I can remember, like, since it was a little before it got as far as it has. And to see how amazing the science has come along with it, how amazing the results are at this point. And that's kind of why I'm pursuing it now, too, is because I'm satisfied with what I see. You know, I'm finally like, oh, okay, I could live with that. I wouldn't, I, I could live with myself. I would like myself. I would like that, you know? And I looked over everything I could. I think the best option for me, which is what I'm pursuing with Dr. Long and Dr. Gupta is the radial forearm with uh, urethral lengthening. Um, I know there's a lot of complications with everything that I'm pursuing, especially with the urethra lengthening. I know everything that could happen. And I'm sure I think we're still discussing exactly what we're doing for the erectile implant. But other than that, I'm very sure and know exactly what I want to do step by step with my uh, phalloplasty. Because I didn't know this was here. I re I, it took me years of research and looking and reaching out. And I actually found out through one of my friends that is a local to Cleveland area who was going through his top surgery. And that was the only reason why I found out was because, you know, I just ended up with the same community because of Facebook kind of stuff. You know, I'm at a bunch of trans groups a bunch of surgery support groups, a bunch of, you know, just trans support groups and we're all connected. And it just, you know, after so long, I finally found that it was not even that far away. I thought I'd have to travel across the country. I thought I'd have to travel hours and hours fly maybe and budget for a hotel and to find out that two hours from me, you know, there's a lot of trans people in Ohio. There's a lot that have no idea of these resources. So I would love for you to follow and, you know, have that opportunity put out there. You know, when people go, you're going to get a what? 
you know, how do how do you explain it? I I'm going to I, I, they, you know they're usually you're completely correct if I get that I usually <laughs> kind of giggle because I just like you know where do I begin? <laughs> um, a lot of people are confused at first because they think that I'm cis. So <laughs> that's the first thing I have to explain is that well I was born this, but I'm a, I'm going to have a uh, I'm, I'm, I have my my, my phallus. I say my. My, my little dude, I'm going to have it put on, I'm going to have it correct, I'm going to be corrected. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to be fixed for the way in my mind, you know, that's how I view it for myself. I'm going to be, you know, set right. <laughs> have, have you talked to others who've gone through the surgery? Oh, yeah, plenty, plenty, plenty. And what's, what's the, you know, what's the common denominator that you hear from all of these folks? You know, these guys, when they tell you, okay, this is the stuff you got to look, you know, you're going to deal with. Uh, like, you know, mentally or physically kind of stuff. Like Anything. After healing. Yeah. Um, you know, from what I, so mentally, you know, I, I'm not going to have feeling for a long time. I'm not kidding. I'll have feeling in it for a, a good upwards to probably up to two years. It could be, it depends on where my, how, you know, how long my nerves grow back and how fast my body heals, which I'm a phenomenal healer. My top surgery was, I'm not trying to be biased, but some of the best results I've seen. So I'm very happy with how my body takes to, you know, operations at this point. So I'm very confident, but um, preparing everyone, you basically, everyone, all these groups tell me to prepare for not being able to do anything with it for a while. Cause you have three stages. It's just going to, going to be a kind of a limp noodle for a while. So be ready for that. You're going to go into being physically looking anatomically, you know, correct, but it's not going to work yet. So be ready for that mental, you know, toll on you because you're going to be so excited to have this. And of course, you're going to want to do everything you can with your guy because you've been waiting so long just to do the most simple things, you know, and, you know, it's just like the mental toll of healing, taking your time with yourself because it is a very, very intrusive surgery. At this point with how the aesthetics are with the afterwards of the surgeries, I'm not worried about the physical part. Because, you know, with how the science has come, I feel like that I'm going to be very satisfied with the aesthetics of myself. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, have a lot of issues too, like healing purposes. It can take normally about a year and a half, but if, if there are complications, you know, so prepare yourself for that too. It could take two, three years for you to finish everything if you have issues healing, if you have to go in for repairs or something like that. And it's very common. So, you know, a lot of it is just preparing yourself mentally for the long journey ahead. Frankly, it's so much easier for um, people who were born male to become female. It's so much more difficult for people who were born female to, to you know, make that final transition to, to male based on just anatomy. Um, so what's the message you want people out there to know from, let's talk to trans people first, who may thought this is something that they always wanted, but they never thought they could get. What would you say to them? It's a lot more obtainable than you could ever imagine. And it takes a lot of hard work and dedication. But in the end, you're going to see yourself the way you saw yourself in your dreams when you saw yourself developing the wrong way. Because if I could look back at myself when I was 15 and be like, look at this look at you now stop being sad it's temporary because then when you're 16 anything lasts forever what the what the heck is temporary right so <laughs> if i can go back you you'll make it you'll make it 
you, you'll get there and it's there. And, and what do you say to the people who just don't get what you're, what you're going to put yourself through or the people who don't <laughs> understand what even being trans is? Um, to the people who just don't know, you know, that are willing to learn, you know, and to listen and understand to those people, be patient and just listen, listen, don't say and listen, please just listen. That's all it needs to be to the people who refuse to understand. We're here. Get over it. We've been here. It's never going to change. We've been here since before the bathroom issue. We've been here since before you knew it. You peed next to us. Deal with it. You didn't know it either. So it's, it's going to happen. So that's, that's my standpoint. <laughs> Bobby's surgery in February went very well. And now he's ready for the second phase, which will begin in July. Please listen to parts two and three of this podcast series so you can learn more about the clinic and surgery. Please find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monica Robbins. Catch up on health news and future podcasts on my Facebook page, Monica Robbins WKYC. Video podcasts are uploaded to my YouTube channel. Just search Monica Robbins and please subscribe too. Keep up to date on all of your new sports and weather on WKYC.com and the WKYC YouTube channel, and please follow the WKYC social media accounts as well. Random acts of kindness are good for your soul. Practice them daily. I'm Monica Robbins. Until next time, have a healthy week. Thanks for listening to Health Yeah! with Monica Robbins from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.